Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is is part two of the drunk cast. We've we've lost Jim and Jimmy already, but I've only gone to the toilet. Um, As ever, I I can't do the adverts anymore. Let's do a Redshift advert. All right. Tell them about Redshift. Go on, Chris. You you, you do it. Buy our clothes. They're good. Go to redshiftrebels.com and... um, you can see our new range of um, Grime Wave T-shirts. Where you're good ones, them kind of famous people that have been grimed up um, on magazine covers. So there's a Miley one, and you will soon see a Prince one. Yeah, and there'll be more of them coming each month. Yeah, and um, well, the, uh, the Miley ones nearly sold out. So, so, so where can I get them? www.redshiftrebels.com. There we go. Let's drop the music. And there we go. We're on episode two. Um, I've, I'm going to do my breathalyzer now. Okay. Is, is, is podcast That's a great called. way to start a podcast. How are you doing? How are you doing on the, oh, on the, the booze up. level, Susie? You up. said that I'm, I'm higher at the moment. You are the highest so far. So what's Chris got? Good. Chris got a 0.21. Stu's on 0.1. I'm on 0.13. Okay. Jason is still on 0.0. Well, that's worrying. Solid. <laughs> oh, hello. Has he got a fault or something like that? <laughs> 0.33 if I pip. No point. Hey guys, I've been knocking back the screwbuses. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. What's the, what's the legal... Don't, seriously. Apparently. 0.35, Ooh. you're still just about legal to drive. I'll give you a lift home, guys. How yeah. many screws you have? Yeah. Still a few. And then so this is a strong Two or three. Drink. A few, I don't know. I've just, I, I top up, I don't finish. Because the weird thing is that, um, because I've had, in that time, I've had a 9% beer and I've had a 8% beer and I've had a 5%, 5% Jack Daniels. Well, one of the things to remember about Bloody this hell. is, but given that we're actually drinking at the moment, what you should really do is take a sip of water or something mm. so you've not got the alcohol actually in your mouth. Because if it just happens right. that you've just taken a sip, then so you're maybe I've drunk it's probably going to be maybe, higher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, blow it, blow it again, then. Then you get a medium. Not a brilliant science experiment. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very high, unless you've had like four or five. Okay. But some people also um, like alcohol; just hits them harder mm. than other people. Mm. But I'm, I, I of... really seem that that dr- drunk, right? I think that's one of the things that we've that's been discussed with audience mm. on on, on the drunk cast yeah. before. That I kind of obviously it's my job to hold it all together, but. It's because I'm quite big in comparison to that. Yeah, but you don't. I don't. I don't know because I never watch anyone drink, so yeah. I don't know if you're drinking at a fast rate or right, a slow right, rate. Right. Yeah, but generally, know. like if you think of like we've known each other years on yeah, nights yeah. out. Yeah, it's rare that I'm drunk drunk. Hundred oh, percent. But yeah. we still like at the, at the club night. I'll be drinking all night, mm. but it's rare that I'm yeah, yeah. out of control. Smashed. Drunk. It's not Jimmy. Like I've seen Jimmy be. Be the same level of drunk, but never any worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. there's a point he's sober and then he's drunk, but yeah. he's not here now because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, would food make a difference? Food makes a difference, yeah. All sorts of things make a difference. That's why it's so hard to judge yourself and why sometimes you think you've drunk the same amount. Yes. And... <laughs> Zero. <laughs> and one time you'll feel like you're fine, and the next time you'll feel you like you're all. Give another go. Just as I've not yeah. Go on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Just in um, case that feels inaccurate. What about popping pet like cot like the, the old uh, the old black who sticks some um sticks some uh, coppers in your mouth? Not copper piping. Oh, don't whip something. Don't rip it. I mean, they pull you seat. over. I'll take yeah. a couple in your mouth, mate. It might help. <laughs> I'll suck off two, <laughs> Max. My, my mum always told me that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the yeah, what I'll was blow the, two, Max? What was the stuff? You know when you, you drank when you were a teenager, mm. and did you ever do stuff to try and convince your parents you'd not been drinking? No. Polo mints. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't a, work. A mint will fix the fact that you can't walk in a fucking yeah. straight line. <laughs> yeah. Try and be quiet, but giggle a lot. Yeah. That's what I tended to do when my mum picked me up. I wasn't my, my, my parents were worse than I was, so it wasn't wasn't. Really. <laughs> night it was you that phoned that phone line where you could just hear some kind of Avon lady from Big Cup just kind of talking about <laughs> like 69p a minute. That, I'd that, always be fine till I got upstairs and about 20 minutes later I'd run straight into the bathroom and start ralphing and that was when the, the gig was up. Yeah, but, but it just makes me think that the copper's bit of that anti 
Jezelnik joke where he's going, my, <laughs> my brother-in-law is a police officer and he was saying to me that if, if he pulls someone over and they've been speeding or they've been drinking, they give him a blowjob, it'll let him off. And I said, hey, buddy, that is my sister you're talking about. You are married to my sister. Just give me the ticket. <laughs> So your your second reading, your first one was 0.33, your second one was 0.06. So, so it was the so booze in That's what I'm saying. What's going on? I've gone up and down. Because you, probably, you must have had some gin in your gob. I think this is, yeah, just pop it in the... Or do three, and then, it's a, and then, then you've got average, a fair average, yeah. right? I, 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 want, I, want, I want to have a drink, though. Well, do it, yeah. <laughs> but I think this kind of shows just how, like, this is not a brilliant science experiment, because... What you'd really want to do if you were doing this properly, you'd get everyone to like have some water before they took their reading so that yeah. you could make sure that everyone had like a clear palate and you're supposed yeah, to sure. sort of have a different, completely different mouthpiece, not the one you've already used even. Oh, that okay. Kind of thing. Just, just so everyone's well, aware. Wow, this is really, really cranking up the numbers. <laughs> what we got now? How are we doing? It's uh, overtaking Pip. Oh. Pip's first reading, not even his second one. Just so everyone's aware, Jimmy is drinking a mix of uh, the salted caramel Java Monster that Pip got me and Bailey's. Oh, Jimmy, can I have a bang on that? Thank you. It's good. It is good. Jimmy, can I have a bang on that? <laughs> I am intrigued to try the salted this caramel. Jimmy, do you want a bang I mean, on this? Tell- Sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I've got right? loads of them if you want one. Like, Jimmy, if, if that was what a Scroobius was, I'd, real. I'd drink that. All day long. That's really tasty. I cannot stress that this is the greatest drink. No, I'll have some of that. I'll have some of that now. That is nice. That is now now officially a havoc. (laughs) Yes! We've invented another drink on the yeah, drunk cast. So weird thing well was, I was going to say to you, Pip, you should, let's not all have different conversations all at once. Chris. I was going to say to you, mate, you should put some gin in that monster one. Right. See how that... Made a screw, but as a a warning, it will probably curdle. So, so I I did. I used to do. I used to do like an improvised advice show during the Edinburgh Fringe, (laughs) and Al Murray came to do it one day as like a favour to me because he's a fucking nice bloke and I needed to sell some tickets because it was poor. And um, and he came along and uh, and we were talking about the fact that you couldn't really mix. Bailey's with much stuff because it Mm. it curdling. You couldn't like do Bailey's and Iron Brew. And a bloke in the audience went. I'll have Baileys and Iron Brew. <laughs> and it's the most Thanks, disgusting bro. thing I've ever seen. Really? So he put Baileys in it. The, one of the guys behind the booth at the Tron in Edinburgh. Guy in the bar puts uh, Baileys in a glass, then puts Iron Brew in it, and the Iron Brew just floats to the... And oh, it just makes Jesus. this horrible cloud. And this guy just knocks it back while we're all gagging on stage. Just, well, you have to be like careful what you mix and Baileys. Mm. Yeah. Was it called a car bomb? And you have to car bomb. It That's it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not encouraging wow. this, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a car bomb, um, which is a great one. It looks amazing. And then you used to have uh, anyone remember a brain hemorrhage? Yep. <laughs> yes. And a slippery nipple. These are classic curdling shots that you know all families should do at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Christmas shots. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, well. <laughs> As we're on the subject of alcohol, let's talk about that then, Jim. So, so you stopped because you had a drink problem. And again, I think it's it's good that we're getting to chat about this because, Chris, you have felt in this last... The reason you're choosing to cut down mm. is you felt at points that you've you've drunk too much. Yeah, right? Not that you've, last... that you've had a problem, but I remember you saying no. to me that generally you feel if you're out, you're on it. I'm not a, you know I mean? yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, like a midweek drinker. I've never been that. Yeah. But then when I'm at the week weekends i can go total psycho on it and um yeah and that's what i worry about but the problem with me is is even though i think that that's not too bad either than i physically assaulted Stuart the other day i was gonna say did this all come from the last book club where you assaulted Stu and made some really offensive jokes and when when Stu got out the car he literally wasn't talking to chris you didn't say goodbye to me did you which said goodbye to me and ian it was i mean it was a tense it was a tense night because it did go to really fucking angry man i'm sorry mate i i genuinely am no we've dealt with this yeah i genuinely am i'm sorry that i was too much it was a funny one because i think i think (laughs) again no it is it's something that's worth addressing because i think chris 90 percent of the time is a really enjoyable drunk Mm. And I think there can be variations. I think some people are a nightmare. Some people, ninety percent of the time, Chris is enjoyable, but ten percent of the time, you'll be a nightmare. And that was yeah. one where you were a bit of a yeah, nightmare definitely. and a bit, I, a bit on one. I, I kicked Stuart, and um, and I 
there was, no a joke, right, there was a joke running in my head and it was hysterical and I full on tie low kicked you, didn't I, in the leg. And you were playing it a bit there. And <laughs> pretty much, I think the, the building behind you, just you kind collapsed. of done some drunken kick, yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, I thought it was hysterical. You didn't get on with that. <laughs> and I was like, why isn't he finding that funny? And when I woke up the next day, I was like, that was ridiculous. Yeah. But um, mine is less about but it's that a real one, isn't it? Because you're not genuinely... Behavior, I think I'm quite gregarious and I'm not too much of a cunt. Yeah. But my problem is alcohol. <laughs> yeah, too much. My problem is, um, like, is the, the two or three days after that, it completely... It really affects my ability to, to work and be productive and just do what I normally do throughout the week. And yeah. that, that, to me, is why I need to stop. Is like, okay, occasionally I do something like that, and genuinely, Stu, I'm, I'm really sorry, but it's more how kick, it affects you, me throughout the week. If you kick my mum later, I'm going to be I'll only yeah, jab yeah, up. Please, <laughs> please film it. But, yeah, so, so what was it for you, Jim, that kind of made you go, oh, this isn't working? Because I know with... With you've become a, a vegetarian recently, and I know yes. that was a very specific thing. You had one day where you ate a burger or something on the on the journey home and felt fucking disgusting, and it was a real it's it, it was a real standout moment. It wasn't this gradual thing. It was that happened, and you're like, I'm never eating. Yep, eating meat again. And that's been since me. I, I was weirdly, I was having nightmares about animals, <clears throat> and, yeah. and I live in the countryside, and and I can hear stuff like. Our old house, you could hear cows crying. And I remember saying, because my, my missus has lived in the country all her life, and I went, why are they crying? And she went, because they've took the calves away. And I went, oh. And it, and it was not long after my son was born, and there was like a weird... Because I've got a daughter as well, but I've never lived with my daughter. So so when my son was born and I was getting up in the middle of the night to look after him and stuff, I think all of a sudden I became really, really paternal, and there was something about that that affected me. And then I was eat, I had a McDonald's, because I remember me saying, that's my last meat I'm ever going to eat. And you, you messaged me and going, you could have picked something better. Yeah, to have yeah don't meal. go out on a McDonald's. Like, that's the like, go out on a high somewhere. That's a real low point to end it. Um, I will be honest. I have eaten, I've eaten seafood um, because um, I went to America and I went it's to a place. Amazing. I went to a place called. Uh, I've eaten seafood because fuck them. <laughs> no, I went to a place. This, and this is. I mentioned you on the first uh, the first episode of the Drunk Cast, but um, William Regal was convincing me that I went. I was going to this place called Jimmy Seafood, and he said. Uh, you can't eat, you can't be vegetarian there, and I went. Of course I can. He went. No, there's honestly there's no vegetarian options. I went. I can eat chips. He went. The chips have got crab on, mm. and I went. All right. And he went. Honestly, eat crab cakes. I went. I can't eat crab cakes because I'm a vegetarian now. And he went. Crabs aren't animals. And I went. No, no, but they are animals. He went. They're not. They're fucking hard spiders. And <laughs> and that was his justification. So I ate crab cakes. In every way, I watched. So got a, bullied into it. I got bullied into eating crab cakes by a man. I'm scared. I watched a video on on Instagram today of of a crab. He's walking along and it's like, like one of his arms is, is fucked and it just keeps hitting the ground. And without rips a flinch, he just <laughs> rips it off and drops it and keeps walking. That's they amazing. are hard spiders. It's <laughs> fucking hard spiders. But no, with, with the drinking, like my, my, my dad's never really drank. My mum used to drink a bit. Um, but my uncle, who was my favourite uncle, and the reason I'm as tattooed as I am, because he was the, the one member of my family who had tattoos and stuff, was my favourite uncle. He died when I was 20 right. um, and he was an alcoholic. And I realised I was heading that way. I've never been a social drinker. I'm not. This is the most sociable I get. I'm not yeah. particularly sociable. There's certain people like Jimmy because he's my friend who I who I can be around when he's drinking, and, and Glenn, one of my business partners, drinks a bit, so I can be around those guys when they're drinking. Mm. There's not many people I can. I've never been a sociable drinker because I'm not particularly sociable, and I found I was drinking on my own all the time, yeah. like oh, every right. day. So when day was, or night? Uh, in the day, normally. And and I just realised I was a university student at the time, yeah. and I, I've been doing it since I was about 14, 15, but secretly. So as far as most of my friends are aware, in their head, I've never drank. Yeah. But to me, I know that I was going home and I was, I was just nicking stuff out of my parents' it's... drinks, cabinet, or as soon as I was old enough to buy it, I was buying it myself and just keeping it in a drawer in my room. And I, that's how I conducted my life. And then when my uncle died, I just went, right, I'm going to stop. And at the time, I used to smoke and did drugs and stuff, and I just decided I was just going to stop everything all at once. Because yeah. the problem I've got with my brain... Is if I stop doing one thing, I will overcompensate yeah, totally. fucking everything yeah, else. Your voice switches, yeah. doesn't it? It goes on to something and else. Because I'm into punk music, I realised there was a thing called being straight edge, and it fit my, it fit me. Yeah. And I went, "Oh, I'll be that." So that's yeah. that's what I did. I, I have stuff like that because it's finding a thing that you think is cool, yeah, 
and puts you on a good path. And I, I don't like, think it's any. It's why I'm not anti-religion or yeah. whatever else. It's like if you're using it, even if I think it's all bullshit. If you're using it to go on a path you want to go on, and you and you need that yeah. mechanism going, well, God will be angry at me. Cool. Yeah. If, it, if it ends up the right path, I have, I have fallen off the wagon twice. Um, yeah. Well, once for drink and once for smoking in in twenty years. It's twenty years. Uh, June no. Yeah, June the twentieth next year is twenty years since I had a drink. Wow! But I've fallen off the wagon twice. Uh, when I was thirty-one, uh, I got hammered uh, because um, I felt I've got a weird thing. My brain works in a weird way, and that everything was going quite well. And I just quit like my day job to be a full-time stand-up comedian. I went, I can probably have a drink now. So no, right. I can't. Um, <laughs> because How old are you now? Uh, I'm nearly forty. Oh, so it's not since I've known you. So it's not my fault. No, it's not your fault. Mate. It's not your fault. <laughs> Um, uh, and when my mum was alive, she got diagnosed with cancer, and I went and sat outside on a bench in a hospital uh, with my sister who's a nurse, and I smoked like ten cigarettes in a row. Mm. They're the only two things I've done. So, so I, I, I will cheerfully admit, I'm I'm not a pious, straight edge person. Yeah. Um, partly because Jimmy's my mate. It wouldn't be if he was. Um, but I'm not pious about it and preachy because uh, that's stupid. In the same way, I don't want to be a preachy vegetarian and stuff like yeah. that. But, um, but yeah, I'm still. I, I, I'd never want to drink. I'm not saying there's booze all around me. There's a bottle of gin right in front of me. Yeah, yeah. No point do I think I want any of that. It's not because I know if you would, I'd murder you. And also, yeah. also, and I do have friends who look after me, and yeah. and James would kill me. So. Yeah, and again, that is really good. And I, I, I do think it's it's always it's all a really personal thing. I know people who've had alcohol problems and have gone to a point where they can drink every now and then. Like I said, I drink probably five or six times a year, and it will be oh no more than that. I guess we do the podcast every other. No, the club night every other month, so that's six times a year, and then the drunk cast four or five times. That's the only times I drink, but I've never had a problem. It's just a preference thing. Yeah. So it's not this kind of... I'm And also I'm comfortable being a weird, awkward cunt, so I don't mind on the <laughs> night out. People are like, oh, go on, have a drink. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. No, you, you I'm kind of the reasons for, why not For a long it. time, though, when I had a, a normal job... Like people would say to me, we so I, I worked in the, in the fashion industry for a long time, and and, and I work in office with all these other people, and we'd go out like once a week, and everyone would be like, "You're drinking?" I'd always be, "No, I'm driving," and that would always be. Yeah. It was only when I started stand up that I was comfortable saying, "Oh, I actually." I think that I think, I think I that's think often, a really. Can yeah, I just say that? I think that's a really good mechanism for not doing it mm, yeah. um, to to help you survive that period, and I've never did. Never done that. That's it. And I always thought you were very good at this, Pip. Uh, like sort of like saying no and giving a reason why. And yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing because one of the things about my friends who I love dearly is that alcohol is almost a religion. Yeah. Like mm. you know, to say no is then fucking two or three hours of constantly it's a challenge. saying that's exactly no. What I was say. yeah. And I thing. ain't got good willpower. If, 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 yeah. if, if, if I think it's really important to give something like that, because I think if you say, because again, I've had a mate who was trying to cut down on a drink, and I feel he had a problem at the time, mm. but he would end up drinking on work dues, because rather than saying, no, I can't, I've got a problem, he'd go, no, I'm not tonight, and they go, I'll oh, just have one. Just have yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? And that, whereas if you, generally, if you say, like, if you say, I'm oh, straight edge, mm. people aren't going to be going, oh, go no, on. No, they back off. I've not yeah. drunk in 20 years. I'll oh, go on. They're not yeah. going to do that. They're going to go, all right. Whereas if you go, no, I'm not going to drink tonight, they'll go, don't be a yeah, There is, yeah, yeah. What, what are you, you, you mate? Come on, mate. There is still the occasional person every now and again who will go, wouldn't it be funny, though, if you had it? No, it would not be funny. Another yeah. I would be crying. I'd be crying in a corner and you'd all be very miserable. And it's an interesting thing you said there as well because there's there is different perceptions of alcohol with regards to class. I think drinking at home... On your own, yeah. as a working class person, is like, fuck, that's bad. Drinking every lunchtime in the city, in the daytime, it's normal. It's no, normal. Yeah, but mi- middle class, upper class drink during at home all the time. And it's, like, and it's the, not the very odd times thing. I've watched Google Box, the, the middle class yeah. family. Google, 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 Google Box. What is it called? Google, Google Box. Google Box, whatever. Uh, they're cunted all the time, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. I, I much prefer got... drinking on my own at home than I do at home. I, I, prefer... I don't like drinking socially that much. <laughs> See, I... I I wrote a show about being straight edge earlier this year, mm. and one of the things that straight edge. That... you didn't mention. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who, who remembers the, the first drink they ever, first alcoholic drink they ever had? Because I, yeah. I, so I was asking audiences about this, and what I realised was most people's first ever alcoholic drink was given to them by their dad in a, in a beer garden in a pub, yeah. mm. right? Right. As a rule, out of most of my friends, it was like, oh, have a try of this. Right. That is the only thing. That's a sign of how how, um, how sort of uh, permissible alcohol is totally. in our society. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's perfectly fine 
if you can't you can't say to a kid just have a little blast on this joint no. you can't do that right you, you, but it's perfectly acceptable been, to go would you it. like some booze yeah. this is this an indication yeah. of what a weirdo I am I smoked weed be- before I ever drunk and I had sex b- before I had my first wank mm. wow. wow that second one weird right my mind. yeah it's mental isn't it I just went into it I, I just dicks freaked me out a bit hold on no, I, I, I didn't wank until I think I was sixteen when I first had yeah. sex. Just hadn't wanked. I was just I wasn't into into. What were you just, doing during your teenage Ring the bell. Ring the bell. I tell you, the first. Do uh, <laughs> you? Because I knew you then. Do you remember <laughs> when I had a wank <laughs> in your living room? <laughs> Was like, no! <laughs> no, you see what could do. That's when he got laid. He's like, I've got touch, you know, like, give us it here. <laughs> <laughs> no, do, do, do you remember when I tried to go and, and, and travel around America and live in America? No, I remember that very well. And me and Tom Coles were going to, and I went, Tom, Tom blew me out. The first wank. <laughs> the that. first wank I ever had was in a hotel in America on that trip. And that's when I was trying to... That, you need that something to make it better, to yeah. be honest with you. I think we need John to fact-check the first time you had a wank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> it on Wikipedia? That's <laughs> who's Wikipedia. Pitt's first wank. Right? <laughs> Honestly, this is, this is going to get really weirdly personal now, but <laughs> what, 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 yeah, no, right? Now. Honestly, I was in a hotel, in some scummy hotel room in Vegas, I think, and the porn uh, channels... Glamour wank. I wish the, my first the, wank was The there. porn channels... <laughs> If you paid for them, you could see them. If you didn't pay for them, they were kind of blurry, a wiggly yeah, line, blurry things. Yeah. And that was that was that was my. I tell you what, if you had them, that first makes, wank. <laughs> put these on it, it would have straight. Put them glasses yeah. on. <laughs> I remember. I remember when I was a teenager. My, my parents had satellite TV. Oh, and it was analog, and you could read yeah. some of the channels. And if yeah. you got the German channels, there was yeah. vague porn, not full yeah. pornography, but vague pornography. But it was always a little bit scrambled. Yeah. So you had to blink really, really fast. <laughs> And if anyone catches you mid-wank when you're doing that, they're not entirely sure if you're having a wank or a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking horrible. My there was had one of those like uh, unlocked cable boxes mm. on all the channels. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, like the, this, <laughs> this, this... I swear to God, this is a true story. You are so you, much younger. I'm still if you, if you use a, uh, mate, Boris Pawn, Boris Pawn, um, basically, you could play around with the... Um, do you remember how antennas cables used to work? Where you had the copper in the middle and then yeah. the, 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 the cable been wrapped around it <laughs> you could pull that out slightly out of a like like the old black like cable boxes right and if you played around with that on the porn channels sometimes it was literally like the holy grail you get a clear <laughs> picture but it was it's insane because like this would have happened like there'd be lads i'm saying i'm one of them where yeah. you've literally trying to get a clear picture but your tv's here your cable box is here and you're trying to get a straight picture like that and also <laughs> masturbate. It's the most inconvenient wank ever. I mean, these so kids these how days often don't do know they their bone. They, 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 they don't know their bone. They don't know their bone. They used bald. to be wriggling around in a hoodie with no pants on, <laughs> adjusting a cable, peering up at... <laughs> and that, that's my defence now, Your Honour. <laughs> Jimmy, what's your relationship with wanking? No, no, no. no um, <laughs> really good, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, with alcohol, you... Literally 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> a pro. So, yeah. Best of the best. I remember... A, a Chris at the hush and goes. <laughs> <laughs> We've not discussed it. We've not discussed. But um, uh, what is your relationship uh, uh, with alcohol? Because Jim was saying that you grew up with with with, with family having drink problems and that. Yeah, but, but you like, onto it first and then put you off. Mm. What was your? Did, was drink? You joked earlier that your parents are worse. Yeah, than my, you my parents are. Front, so uh, yeah, pretty bad alcoholics. Yeah. To, to be fair, um, but I don't think neither of them ever really affected my relationship with alcohol yeah I think the biggest thing with me was like because I was straight edge for when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 right never drunk um, purely because I'd go to the pub with my mates and drive home and turn for Raw on a Friday yeah. night perfect so amazing yeah so <laughs> um, yeah but I, I started drinking it was like a it was a New Year's one. it's it fun like I always had good times with drink but the biggest thing for me was the wrestling yeah we're like it'd be like I was wrestling once a month so after the shows we're on the high, we're like, I'll call, we let's get drunk. It is a very a, yeah. a, a social job, isn't it? There's always everyone going out afterwards. And again, it's weird how in an industry where you don't work in an office, that is where you can make some connections. Yeah. And make, if, you, you know, you can't talk in the arena. Often <coughs> you can't talk in the arena because if you're rivals or whatever else, you can't have these interactions. So if it's going so out drinking afterwards. Yeah, like, well, when it was once a month, this weren't a problem. Yeah. 
fast forward to last year where it's I'm wrestling six times a week it's like that's when it becomes a problem right. yeah and because it was such a gradual like success because it's such a gradual increase from like yeah. once a month to maybe three times a month to once a week to twice a week to over these like five or six years yeah you don't really realize that you are drinking as much as you are I had, yeah. I, I had really a similar on I, I used to always drink a bottle of of rosé on stage yeah. And that was it. It's really good because I don't burp if I'm drinking. Rosé. And if you're doing a poem about suicide, it's not good to burp halfway through. It really Kill the vibe, ruins it. it. So I'd be knocking that back. But because rosé is easy to drink, it would also be the equivalent of my water. I'm running around a lot. It's, it's very energetic. Yeah. And then I realised exactly that. I was like, I'm doing 24, 25 shows in a month, and I'm means I'm drinking 24, 25 bottles of wine a month well, the worst thing that's a me lot was of that's ridiculous that's a really but that was again you're not feeling it. at no point did I feel drunk because you've got burning a lot of it. energy you're yeah, burning it off you've it got out. your adrenaline going I didn't feel it was anything bad but it was that moment of reflection of going oh damn I've drunk and, and, and maybe I leave a little bit each one but still you're looking yeah. at 20 plus oh, yeah. bottles a month which is yeah. it's a lot the, the worst was it, was because of work. it was because I felt I needed to for work I felt on stage it, it loosened me up more and then it wasn't until I had a tour where just before the tour, I had tonsillitis, so I couldn't drink. And I realised, I've been doing this 10 years now. I don't need alcohol to give me... Con- like, I'm not in a dick way. I was good at what I do. Yeah. So I didn't... In the early days, you need that to give you that... To loosen you up and give you that confidence. I realised I could be there as me and not have to be drunk. Well, last year, I, I dislocated my knee. Yeah. My ACL, and I was out for, like, nine months. Yeah. That's when it got the worst. You, yeah. you were pretty bad then. Because, yeah. like... Being a performer, you know, like you get that high of doing the show, yeah. and then like, so when you're lying in bed for a month, yeah, where your girlfriend's on tour for a month, and you're just yeah. sitting on your own, and no. it's like, oh shit, this is bad. No, give that, a shit that's like cranking the wanking back up, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Do you know the worst thing? Can't even right? tense the leg. The painkillers they gave me after that, you can't come. Oh, One day, perfect. Three, no, three hours. <laughs> three hours was there. Nothing I, happened. You, like, you once just... during this time, you rang me to complain about that. <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what you wanted me to do about <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 I'm, <laughs> three hours been I'm, I'm still going, Jim. It's been three hours. Just, just say something to me. <laughs> say something. Anything. Call me daddy. <laughs> in all, in all seriousness, like we've been mates for what six years. Yeah, and and like. Jimmy's my favourite drinker in that, like, I know you can have a drink and we never argue anything when you drink. Yeah. You just, we just get on and you, all you are is you're my mate Jimmy, but just slightly drunker. Um, but that's the only time, when Jimmy was hurt, that's the only time I was ever worried about him. Because, just because you could tell it wasn't, it was horrible for you, wasn't it, being out for nine months? Well, it was, it was the nine drink months. and the painkillers and, you know, other <clears> stuff at the same time. Because it's, it's, you need to, like, get that high of, like, performing mm. again and, like, mm. just... It, yeah, just but as, there, as you are now, since you've been back from the injury, this is like—I know you still have a drink, but you're, you are you well, a joy yeah. to be around. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a really weird one because I, when I had Gail Portal on the podcast, I talked to her about if you can have a healthy depression or health. Do you know what I mean? When, when you've got stuff you down, but you're not in a dangerous place, but yeah. sometimes you just need to be left alone and things like. That. And it's what I think of a, a review a little bit because you drink a lot. That's a lot, but. You've always seemed absolutely lovely when you drink. I remember I when we thing, were at the Royal Rumble last year. A lot, yeah. I would drink a lot and publicise that I drink a lot. Yeah, because that's a lot of part of who of my character, character is. Yeah, 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 of course. I don't actually drink as much. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I think I do. No. But that's it. That's it. That was exactly it. My my view of what I'd seen publicly was Jimmy's going crazy. But I remember at, um, at the Royal Rumble last year when we were watching it in one pub and you were out with your missus and B and a few others. And yeah. I was saying, I'm worried, is everyone going to be all right? And you're like, oh no, they're with Jimmy. Yeah. He's really, if he'll, I, he'll, he's safe. He's, he's not, he's not going to get in trouble. He's in it. And that was a weird thing, because in my mind, it's Jimmy Havoc. It's going to be a lot of drinking <laughs> and there's going to be mayhem and people are going through tables. But I, I will say this, fine. I will say this, um, uh, when my son is old enough to drink, mm. um, for his first proper <laughs> night out, I would absolutely happily hand him That's over a mistake. Because <laughs> he's got to learn. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather he went from naught to a hundred. I'll I'll, I'll learn him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you ever considered t- taking some time off from drinking? Has it ever hit you? Just it, it comes to mind because <coughs> Joe Rogan's podcast recently. I don't know if you if you caught any of this, Stu, but him and 
Burt Kreischer and a few others. So Burt Kreischer is a comedian who's got a massive alcohol problem, but again, it's part of his character. Everyone knows it's Burt. He turns into the machine. He goes crazy. Um, and Burt was giving up alcohol and Irish fear and a, a load of others were all giving up uh, with him and Rogan was. And then they kind of all dug Rogan out because they were like, what? You're giving up the one glass of wine you have a week. <laughs> so they made him give up weed. Wait, and if for ages he was like, I'm not going to. It's bullshit. We agreed alcohol. And then he gave up weed for the month. And he was, it was amazing hearing on, on the podcast because it, it, it was saying it changed his life. He was smoking every day and he still loves weed and still thinks weed is a key part of his life, of his creativity, of his writing. But he realised he didn't, he was smoking yeah. so much. He had that month and now he's doing, uh, next year he's planning all these different things he wants to do. So do a month of being vegan and being just really clean on all exercise stuff and all food stuff and having these tests of going, let's put this out there and go, we'll do this for a month and then we'll see, let's see how we've all... Because that was my relationship with alcohol. I drank a decent amount because where we grow up, Stu and Chris, if you're going out, you're having a drink. Mm, That's kind of how it is. But but I went out with a girl who was teetotal because of previously having a problem, and she was fine with me drinking, but it meant that I thought about it each time if I wanted a drink, which I've never... It sounds stupid, but I never thought that before. I just had it because it's there. Whereas I realised 90% of the time, I don't want to drink. Last time I saw you properly wankered, yeah. We have to dial back to before you were really well before you were Scroobius Pip, and you'd put on a club night at the uh, what's that uh, what's that uh, venue in um, Southend, the Royal Hotel or the yeah. Grand, the, the Grand, the Grand, the Grand, Grand, Grand Lee. You yeah. did that club night, and we, it was in the time when we were into all about killer cola and all about the yeah. unhealthy practices. I did a whole night Coca-Cola. an anti Coca Cola night. And it didn't, it didn't go down Thomas. too well, did it? That was it, yeah. You know, it, it didn't go down too, too well. We weren't that busy. And uh, and I watched you... Uh, no, I'd like to, I'd love to dig you out. Not a key part and, uh, to the story, yeah, but... It bit, it, honestly, to be honest with you, it was really it a bit of a failure. It basically had Coca-Cola on their knees, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. There was five people in there, and that was because there was me, you, and you were seeing double, yeah. uh, plus one, the barmaid. And you drunk a bottle of rosé while DJing, and uh, we got this uh, mini cab on the way back home. Yeah. And you were leaning out of that Ralphie all the way back. It yeah. was really funny. And then uh, we dropped me off first, and then you had to pop into my house to take a shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I that was it. Get a shit out. But that was genuinely... I got all the, the stick out, but, but there was some too low to get up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too far. <laughs> yeah, gone exactly. too far down. So I need to get out the other way. No, that's man, just, that that's was, just it, science. It's, it's logical. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to come up to my upstairs bathroom to do that, no. Oh, and um, cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> but that was gen- genuinely like um, that was the last. That's the last time I saw you in a pickle, and yeah. that was 15, 16 15 years, or so ago. years ago. Oh, and and, and, and I, I remember, I remember yeah. seeing the. I've been drunk the at the brush before, and in fact, you have seen me drunk. I once you because before we really knew each other, you had to calm me down because I was trying to. F- Fight people essentially because I'd been on. I'd had a few drinks. I'd had a few drinks. I'm on the dance floor having a bit of a dance. I can't dance without a well, few drinks. I was discussing this the other day actually, and this is a name drop now. But you brought it up on your live one. Was I was at a, a few weeks, a, a few months ago. I was at Tom Hardy's 40th birthday party. <laughs> Someone just party. clang. I think, oh, hold on. You watch your feet. <laughs> So I'm standing there chilling, and Woody Harrison comes in. Oh, oh what? <laughs> hold on, you dropped. You dropped drop something else. Hold on. <laughs> But at that point, I'm still like, I don't particularly drink. So I, was, I wasn't drinking. And then Channing Tatum and his missus came in and <laughs> started dancing, and started dancing to old school hip hop. I was like, I've got to dance with Channing Tatum. So I literally <laughs> went to the bar and one of the guys there who listens to the podcast is a, a good guy, Matt, who does, he was one of the people who launched a CrossFit in the UK. He's a great no dude. Um, he was like, early on in the night, he's like, I want to have a Scroobius with you. I've never had a Scroobius. I was like, I'm not really drinking. I went to the bar and ordered four or five Scroobiuses, <laughs> knocked them back so that I had the confidence to go and dance with Channing Tate of his missus. <laughs> so I was then having a, I was having a good mood. But that was it with, with, with this. So I went to brush and I had a few drinks I'm dancing and a glass came flying off the stage and smacked me in the head and I'm bleeding like crazy. It was big boob. So, yeah. <laughs> So I'm, then, I'm then storming about like who fucking threw that and I'm I've never been a tough guy as Chris will contest I'm not I'm not you're that not guy weird. you're not like um, you're not a shrinking violet no but I'm, um, I'm not I'm not yeah, I reckon he could take you um, yeah, he could he could no I thought okay. I was going to get something going yeah. <laughs> good, all, all, I, saw, I saw what you tried to do <laughs> you, that, you joked to me about clever, Jimmy, um, but I'm strapped man so. <laughs> 
you joked earlier about a Chris saying something as someone who's never punched someone. Chris is my mate who's beaten up more people than I've, I've seen. But it's always been real um, David and Goliath situations. It's only ever been it's, some meat yeah, it's, sneak attacks. Because I'm going to lie. Anyway, anyway, I, I, I always remember that because I was bleeding and I had to go out the back and you were one of the people out there who was cleaning up the cup. Yeah. And you were just saying, look, it's only because you've been drinking. It's like, it's so not a big cut. Yeah. I was drenched in blood and I was like, I'm going to fucking kill someone because I'm just having a nice night yeah. with my mates and someone's glassed me. I don't know, years, a couple of years ago, then. I was at the Electric Ballroom. Um, yeah. One of Becker's mates was running the propaganda thing. Someone from the back just threw a full beer can, just smacked me in the back of the head. Yeah. And my reaction was, oh, that's a lot of blood there, isn't it? Becker goes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's no, just, it just all this blood was just pouring out my head. <laughs> Just used to it. No, I'll carry on dancing. You, you can't carry on dancing. You need to clean this I'm ble- up. I'm bleeding in the electric ballroom. <laughs> because, like, so you, you were professionally wrestling yeah. a lot by that point. Yeah. So you could handle it. Because I think when I feel pain like that, if I... If I that, it's not that pain. Would, that, it's that not would pain. Be, it's shock. Like it's shock, isn't it? It's pain. It's yeah. shock. The, red light. the worst situations you ever get, in, and that I've seen running clubs for however long I've been doing it, we all know I'm old, and like, um, <laughs> it's the fact that it's the situation when... Someone's had a whack of a bottle over the head or something over the head and there's blood pouring. It's the blood, and it's and the and panic, it's yeah. It's calming their mates down and then the minute you sit them down and you go, right, and you just wipe their head and you go, there. Time yeah, it was that was exactly yeah. it with me. That was exactly it with me. The head bleeds profusely, but yeah. my point is that when someone's done that to you, does that, like... I think I'm it, a, even I'm in my drunk state, guy. But when I think there's, I've got this problem, probably a size complex, or when I was bullied when I was at senior school, yeah. I couldn't do anything about it because my dad, my mum would say, "You talking about the showers after PE again?" <laughs> getting banged in the showers. Um, I know it's the highlight. <laughs> no, it's that I, I don't like the injustice of someone doing something that's a physical aggression. Even though that I was sends drunk, me kooky. So when Pip's saying, when I go. Crazy like when, when someone's me. being aggressive. Do, 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 do you know? Do you know who did I remember, that? It's, it's weird because I remember the time I came to you, and we're all a bit bit drunk now, so these stories are getting derailed. But I remember knowing you for years, and then I came to visit you in Birmingham when we were both at yeah, uni. Yeah. And that one night, I met all your new mates, and I almost got into three fights. <laughs> and I'm not that guy at all. But all of them was one: a guy was racist, yeah. another a guy was having a go at a girl, and another yeah. a guy was a mate. Yours was quite small, and this guy just pushed in the front of him in the queue. And because I'm quite yeah. tall, I was, I, and they were all just like, "Who's your mate?" This <laughs> come up for this again. It's like it's not me at all. But I need to just tie two things together there because it's in my notes, and it was it's one of my highlights of the year. And I've not told anyone about this properly, <laughs> but I was at home because I'm boring, and I follow <laughs> Stu on Instagram, and I follow uh, your missus on Instagram. Yeah. And I was looking at their story. Wait, what? I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Wait, no, this is easy, great. Easy, easy, easy. This is amazing. This will blow all of your minds. <laughs> okay. I was following Stu, and Stu was at the brush. Yeah. And your missus was at um, one of her disgrace nights. Yeah. And Stu oh, did what, a story. Disgrace? Is that a club night? Yeah. yeah, she runs a club night. Right. Similar sort of thing to the brush? Yeah, all alternative type stuff. All right, the kind yeah. of stuff that you guys play, except yeah. attractive girls instead of old men. <laughs> Um, <laughs> on the decks, I mean. You're, you're selling yeah. it to me. You're selling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. But I'm, good, watching, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm going through the stories, and you know, stories on Instagram, it goes on to the next person. Yeah. Mm. So I'm watching Stews, and it's the build-up of killing in the name of. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. stopped just before it kicked in. Yeah. It then went on to the next story, which I assumed was yours, but it wasn't. It was Rebecca, <laughs> and it was killing in the name of kicking in at that exact point. Oh, and right, it blew my so fucking. Cool. I literally, I watched it five times in a row. <laughs> Your stopped exactly just before it kicked in, and hers started exactly as it kicked in in different parts of the country, from London and Essex. And I was just in there like, this is the best thing ever, but I can't explain it to anyone because yeah. you have to both be following us and not have watched, either yeah. watched the previous story and now it's loaded up that one and so on and so forth. But literally, it went, I assumed it was yours. Yeah. And then it panned round and there was tons of girls dancing. And I was like, that's not the brush. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it blew my mind. But yeah, just because you mentioned <laughs> yeah. propaganda and you mentioned yeah. Rush, but yeah. Well, we had, we had John on the live show last week, didn't we, who got that to number one. It was his yeah. set up the campaign. And to get killed in the name to number yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting yeah. little story at the same, wasn't it? It's amazing. Mm. Mm. But yeah, so, so, I mean, we've gone completely off the whole alcohol thing, but <laughs> yeah, but you do s- s- take breaks every now and then. And uh, Do you feel you drink to medicate at all? Because yeah. you are someone, yeah, again, people who don't yeah. know, you do... 
well, I mean, I want to talk about your death matches this year and stuff like oh, that, but yeah. you do have a wrestling style that is a lot of pain. Yeah. Essentially, so do you feel you medicate with... It's the first thing you said when you got in the car with me earlier, wasn't it? it was, my back's killing me today. Yeah. I don't think I've ever spent a day with you where <laughs> something hasn't been hurting you. I was at Abyss last night. Oh, wow. Night, yeah. And it gave me a choke slam on, on drawing pins. And normally when I take a bump, I'll, I'll jump as high as I can. So he's yeah. such a big guy that as he lifted me, he then gave me the worst yeah, wedgie I've ever had in my oh. life because he's <laughs> put my pants right up my arse and just thrown me on these tacks. And it just... Fuck me, yeah, that that hurts. Dude, well, like, how much does like? Because I'm I'm really new to wrestling, yeah. so this is progress for me. Other than WWF as a kid, yeah, I was kind of like wrestling's okay. It's what I really, but it I totally like sold me, blew me away. A, right, Chris, the progress is you keep up to date and watch all of that, but you've got no idea what's going on in WWE or NXT oh, or anything else. No, no, Normally, don't give a monkey. You're into WWE and then NXT, yeah. and then they're into yeah, progress. Yeah, yeah. So anyone at progress, you expect to be up to date on everything. I love that you're literally like, no, no don't I, know anything about it. There's a lot of people in progress who aren't. Yeah. It, was, it was a deliberate thing when we started about, we knew that wrestling fans were good to everything because wrestling fans love wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan. I'll go to anything I possibly go to. But what we deliberately did for our first few shows because we ran in music venues was try and attract people who weren't necessarily... who maybe liked it 20 years ago and haven't watched it since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is... Probably out of 700 people at the ballroom, there's probably 100 people who maybe are like you who maybe only really watch us and yeah. don't really watch anything else. Yeah. Which is, is really cool. It's mm. what... I mean, I'm definitely a casual fan, but... Not to hijack at your point. I know I'm a bit drunk and I'm talking over people, but yeah, keep yeah, note yeah, of yeah. that. I'm trying to remember... <laughs> Drawing pins. When, when <laughs> with your with choosing art draw, you're mm. doing your end of year awards. Yes, and one of the categories is best non or non WWE wrestler of the year. Yeah, and I've been been, been, been putting together my picks. And spoiler alert, but for that, I've got Jimmy picked. And the reason is good choice. He's obviously he's a very good wrestler, but I think well, what yeah. yeah <laughs> What's, very what's been crazy in the last year is how much British wrestling has, has blown up and how much the WWE have got their eyes on it now. Mm. And I think the thing that has always been great about progress is it makes progress shows. It doesn't make WWE light or feed the WWE shows. And I think because of the new exposure that all the, the British wrestlers get, I think there's a lot of wrestlers who quite naturally are leaning towards trying to be a style that will appeal to WWE. And Jimmy goes out, <laughs> and not in a rude way at all, but your style isn't particularly WWE friendly at all, is it? And not just that it's violent, but well, just you, all of it. There's a lot... You've wrestled no for WWE this year, though. Yeah, completely. Well, I was at, there was an ICW show a few weeks ago that was in Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're uh, <laughs> The WWE had a show the same day at. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether it was coincidence or not, that Jericho Omega got announced that morning, and right. then Triple H decided to show up at the ICW show. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But me and Mikey Whiplash were doing a hardcore match that night and I decided that, well, Triple H, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to bleed as much as I fucking can. Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought, fuck it. Because and, and, in my opinion, it's like, right, he, he knows who I am. Either he wants me, if he was going to say and watch the match, he either wants me to wrestle my match to see what yeah. I'm like or he wants me to try and wrestle his match. I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go all the way to how, what has made me famous. Yeah, yeah. He, he like fucked comedy, off before the match right? anyway, so it doesn't matter. But... like comedy, like... You've got to tank it. You've got to be you because if yeah. you're not you, it well, it's art. It's art, right? If you're not yourself within that that form, then well, then what's the will sniff what's it out? It's fraudulent. It won't point? be you. But you I, I, I won't enjoy you. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, my my favourite comedians are all comedians who are quite willing to die on their ass. Yeah. The vast majority of comedians who end up on Live at the Apollo are comedians who solidly do 7 out of 10 all the time. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Exactly they're they're, they're showing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Um, whereas I think the, the proper heroes in the world of comedy, someone like Daniel Kitson, who's my favourite ever comedian, is someone who has never yeah, given a shit people shout. don't like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's... And, and going back to your point about Jimmy being your pick for the rest of the year, yeah. as Jimmy's my mate, knowing... I remember you telling me that you were going to win Tournament of Death. And, like... I'm nothing to do with it. But how proud I was of Jimmy, because I know what yeah. a big deal... It, it was a big deal for you to just be in it. For Jimmy to win it and is, 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 is brilliant validation for everything that you've done over... How long have you been wrestling now? 13. 13, yeah. So over 13 And again, years. you've got to bear in mind that me and Chris got into progress when Jimmy was out injured. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, this is yeah, us yeah. experience Jimmy for the... Like, I, you, I used to be really good. Everyone else is going to be telling Jimmy happened, yeah, yeah. But... Again, I, I want to also just highlight as well, it's not just all violence and look at the most outrageous things 
how we can do. The psychology of what Jimmy does is summed up by things like he'll get someone, open their thing- fingers, and give them a paper cut in between their fingers. Best spot. Because that's fucking terrifying, because we can all, all relate to that. That's a psychological thing. And it's the, the fakest table, thing. Think, it's the fakest thing I fucking do. But that's it. Going through a table. Can you do it to me now? Is yeah, this am I asking for trouble? But going through a table, you just think, right, oh, I'll that's a fake table. Right. I've never got this wrong yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm really excited about this. Well, I've always been sober when I've done it. Okay? Right, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I've put in there. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not leaking. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's things like that. It's, it's that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the projection. You know what it, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, totally. But that's, that's what's clever <laughs> about it. It's going through a table. <laughs> you might. As a fan, you'll go... Well, that must be fake. Yeah, yeah. That must be fixed in some way. You don't think, oh, they're actually just going through a table. Until you go to a live show. Because when I was what when I started watching Progress and like you you sometimes people will miss and that's fine unless you're a dickhead, you know, get it. And there's times when you guys connect and I'm like, that is insanely that that is hard. And then when you start but and then when you start doing ladders and chairs. And I've seen chairs, real legit chairs, just crumble well, and ladders well, and well, tables. Jim, Jim, you're like, <coughs> I will tell you right now, being hit with a chair really hurts because he's done it to me. <laughs> and, and I mean, I know, I'm quite proud of this. The hardest you've ever hit anyone with a chair was when you hit me, wasn't it? Because I knew he wasn't going to hit me back. Also, I don't know how to bump. And when we planned on doing this right, right. storyline, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, and we planned it for a long time, and, yeah. and we talked about it, but we never... I don't because I don't know how to bump and I didn't want it to look fake. Well, What's bump? So, yeah, so, so, so I don't know how to land. land when you take a move and you right. land, right. And, right. Right. Okay. Jimmy does because he's a trained wrestler. I'm not, and I'm too, I'm too old to learn. Right, I'm too uncoordinated. So we you worked it out. Learn. I tried to teach you once. And you you did try to teach me, and I kept landing on top you of your head, and it was horrible. It wasn't bad. So we're <laughs> so we're waiting for everyone to come in, and I said to Jimmy, "We've not. I know I'm going to take a kick in, but we've not really worked out. Are you going to hit me with a chair yet? And obviously, not going to hit me in the head because that's dangerous." Um, he's going to hit me in the back, and I'm like, I remember saying to him, "How do I? Um, I mean, how do we know that I'm going to I'm going to go down when you're with the chair?" And he just went, "Oh, mate, you'll you'll fucking go down," <laughs> and just walked off. And half an hour later, he came back to me again, and I, I and and I went, "So, um, how are we going to do this?" I went, "What's the what's the secret? What's the sort of smoke and mirrors?" That's what and, think. and he went, he went, "Here's a secret." And he pulled me really close, and he went, "I'm going to hit you." <laughs> Dead fucking hard. <laughs> just walked off again. The only thing we practiced, we practiced Jimmy slapping me in the face. Oh, now, um, and, uh, and that's I'll basically... Fuck, fuck that. He hit me. It, we practiced it. We're pretty much the same height, aren't we? And we yeah. stood in front of each other. And again, I, I love him and I trust him. And he hit me in the neck yeah. as hard as he could. And he went, that all right? I went, well, it stings, but it's no worse than getting a tattoo done. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And that's the bit that went wrong. So he hit me with a chair. Um, and we did it. So I was bending down to pick my hat up. And when he hit me with the chair, like... Like air came out of every part of me. Like I'm not kidding. Like I've never. It's it's not pain. It's like it was being winded, but yeah, in the weirdest fuck, possible yeah, way. Right, it, right. it hurt, but it's not the worst pain in the yeah. world because he hit me really so square. Really being winded, but like air came out of my ears. Like it was weird. And then so I went down, and then he's hitting me while I'm on the. And there's a couple of things that are memorable about him hitting me while I'm on the on the mat. Um, <laughs> the first thing is he went took your arm underneath you, and I basically I'll hit you in the arm, and it won't really hurt at all. Uh, he lied. Right, because um, he hit me a few times with the chair, and then and then what happened is you lost the chair somehow. I I started doing the promo and I threw the chair on the floor and it flew out of the ring. Yeah, so um, I mean so I remember then, being then really... there was a cricket bat. Yeah, so I, so, we'd... I remember being really pleased because I given the one bit. Thankfully, I had a cricket bat. To <laughs> so I can't teach Jimmy how to wrestle because he's already dead good at it. But I said to him, I said, "Here's a little tip for you. If anyone gives you abuse, the normal thing that that wrestling villains did for a long time in the UK." Because if anyone gave you abuse, everyone always goes louder and basically goes really obvious. And I said to Jimmy, if someone says anything to you, just go really quiet. And someone says something to him, and I remember hearing him, I'm lying on the floor, genuinely trying to get me breath, and I hear Jimmy threaten to cut someone's throat really calmly. And the atmosphere went from... Went from I, I, I said boo, to him, I said, like, The atmosphere went from boo wrestling to... This, this is This, this guy stood up. I said, I'm with George, you're going to either sit down right now, and if you don't, not going to do nothing now, but at some point in the future, I'm going to follow you home. 
suck you off good. Take you down to a dark alley, I'm going to slit your fucking throat. And I, and I heard that, and I was so, I, so I'm really proud because I'm like, I'm like, the one thing, and Jimmy's nailed it, and I'm like, this is going brilliant. And the crowd atmosphere had gone from boo to they genuinely wanted to riot, oh, which is man. really hard to do because all our fans know wrestling is bent. Yeah. So it's re- but then I realised that Jimmy's lost the chair and he's no longer hitting me with a chair. I also realised that he's not wearing wrestling boots because he's in street clothes because he was injured. Um, and he's wearing the hardest shoes <laughs> anyone could possibly wear at this point. And he's stamping on me with the shoes. Bloody then, goffs. Yeah, <laughs> then, because he's lost the chair, he takes a cricket bat from the London Riots. And, the fir- and you can watch this bat. The first time he hits me with a cricket bat, and I think you apologised before I you did, did it. Yeah. The yeah. first time he hits me with a cricket bat, I remember thinking, that didn't hurt at all. And that's because he hadn't hit me. And if you, watch, <laughs> if you watch the footage back, the next time he's got this look of, should probably hit him properly this time. And I was annoyed me. I missed the first time, so the next oh, time I just yeah, you fucking, got it up. I almost took his kidney out yeah, in the did. second one. And then he had to pick me up. Um, he had to pick me up and slap me. That was how we were ending the segment. And when he picked me up to slap me, because we'd practised it with me, stood exactly eye to eye with him, that was fine. But I was on my knees. Right, right. And he hit me, and instead of hitting me in the neck, he hit me in the ear. Oh. And I've lost 20% of my hearing yeah. in my ear. Uh, which is gone forever, which I didn't realise until last year when I went to the doctors and went, I've got a problem with my yeah. hearing, and he went, yeah, perfect. Have you ever been? Have you ever been hit in the ear? And I went, No, oh yeah, I've, yeah. It's a cry. genuinely a crying move. We yeah. used to get to. It's is that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's fine. Like just have to switch my radio up a bit louder. That's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, it was worth <laughs> it because it was super memorable and it was super cool. Like I, I mean, I, the fact you bring this up every time we talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like maybe you're not as cool with it <laughs> as you keep saying you are, Chris. Like, <laughs> Where were you going when you were talking about the, him getting slammed onto pins? I interrupted Oh, fucking you. hell, right. Yeah. About half hour ago. Uh, with just the level of pain that is. Because I, I look at that and I'm like, no, I'm going to pass. I don't think I'm going to be slammed <laughs> onto that. I got, I got three drawing pins in me and that was bad enough. So I'm, I don't is know it, how many. Is it painful? Like, what, are we, what are we saying? Like, it depends how many people push. are in the crowd. I don't want to push. <laughs> oh, wait, will that pump you up so you don't feel it? <laughs> right, that makes sense, right? Because if you get into trouble physically... You don't really feel it immediately, do you? Yeah. So, but Jesus, seeing that dude, like um, you, we so so chapter fifty five was uh, um, Ali Pally, right? Oh yeah, you did, Haskins. Haskins. you did some stupid. That stuff. was some yeah, fucking gnarly shit. I that, couldn't wait for that. That didn't honestly no trouble. at the time. No. no problem. The only thing I hurt was the the guitar. He, oh, I was watching that backstage. Because he, oh, he, he stapled the picture love, to my face. Yeah, I love yeah, the yeah, confusion yeah, on yeah, Stu's yeah, face yeah. with half of this. <laughs> When a new so, thing's brought in, the cricket bat, what? What are we talking so about? Haskins stapled a picture of me to my own face, yeah, right, yeah, so I couldn't see yeah. anything. And all, and all I heard was, I've gone, what? And then he smacked a guitar in my face <laughs> because I couldn't see it coming. And it didn't really break in the way no, that like, a just, new jack guitar used to break. It just started on my fucking just head. Horrible yeah, noise. Didn't feel good. And I know it was bad because our backstage agent on that show was Paul Robinson, who's one of the hardest human beings in the yeah. world. And even he just looked at me and went, oh, fuck that, no. Yeah, and if, if he's done good. that Paul yeah. Robinson used to have his theme track yeah. didn't he that yeah. was brilliant because one of the first shows that I came to on This Is Progress because he's an awkward prick um, uh, like I'd gone to the Kazi and as I was taking a slash I knew he was standing next to the stage <laughs> and then they started playing uh, one of his tunes it, it, it wasn't even that one it was in a break and just as you'd gone to the toilet and I, again you've got to bear in mind that we stand on some steps yeah. so it's raised and you feel as if everyone's uh, looking at you they played in the in the gap in the interval music, but and they played "Thou Shout," mm. and I was just staring at my phone. <laughs> yeah, just ignoring. <laughs> and I was jingling off as quickly as I could, you so I could so run out there, so I could go. Oh, it's your song. <laughs> you were so happy, and I was like, "I'm off me." When you were at shows and we did, um, so we used to do. There's a, there's a guy who wrestles who's called Roy Johnson. who does a thing called a Waste Man Challenge where. Oh, ends up being a rat so good. How often have people sort of nudged you when a Waste Man Challenge has happened? Often enough that I've written bars. Often enough that I've got Roy Johnson bars in my uh, back pocket. I'd, funny, I'd love to see you be a ref at the fucking uh, This Is Progress. Because my mate I used to go to school with is yeah. one of the refs. He always said, the first time oh, we went, Chris, yeah. Chris Roberts, he was like, I think I went to school with him. It turns out he went to school with him. He 100% didn't. He 100% didn't. I'm sure I went to school with him. It's now become an ongoing joke. Oh, what is your mate? And the fact that if he'd focused in life, um, <laughs> it could have been Mark Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> One of my targets for next year, because I've been, you know, working out and shit, you, you were like, 
You could, uh, you could have a similar body shape to Mark Andrews if you Andrews. cut down on the Bombay bad boys. <laughs> I am. Um, they taste good, though, don't they? Yeah. I ain't cutting down on those, mate. Yeah. I, I love kebabs, mate. Before. Love them. What's the worst? That's why you're wrestling in a t-shirt, though, Jimmy. That's <laughs> yes. just logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just logic, anyway. Do you know what? I was saying to Becca the other day. I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I've got a beer belly now. <laughs> it's really, Honestly, it's really bad at the moment. I'll tell you what that'll be. That's like a beer. <laughs> I'm going to get my fucking yeah, belly under a t-shirt. I'll keep it in, mate, yeah. when I'm wrestling. You're breathing in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not bad. It's worse. I used to have abs, mate. Do you remember those photos? If James Russell White took them, we've all got abs in those. I've got one I'd selfie in my mirror. I'll show you later. Can anyone distend their stomach good? Because that's been that one mean? of my party tricks for many years. Mate, you, you look like you're pregnant. You look just pregnant. push it out, loads. Yeah. I need oh, a break. You might have an accident. But... Right. <laughs> well, it's almost the end of episode yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's have that yeah, as a finisher. Yeah. So look, look, that's me regular. Nice. That's, that's quite impressive. You, could, oh, you yeah. could get into Download Festival quite oh. easily. Call back, mate. Call back. Thanks. Cheers, buddy. High five. What's um? What's the worst? The worst thing you've done in a ring where you've. Like, what sort of ring no, are you talking about? The wrestling ring. Oh, okay. What's the worst thing you've done? And you've been carried through by... You've been carried through by the fans, and you and then about half an hour later, you've gone, why the fuck did I do that? There's got to be something you've done where, at the time, it's felt fine, and as soon as the buzz has worn off, you've been like, what the fuck have I just done? <laughs> <laughs> There's what, right... Can you give us just a couple of highlights from Tournament of Death this year? There's one Tournament of Death, which is the biggest kind of hardcore... Like, I made it a point that I was the only person who wore white so that I didn't actually bleed at all for the first two rounds. So when everyone else bleed, it looked like I was the worst. See, that's, oh, see, that's what I'm talking that's about, clever. the psychology. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I remember messaging you when they did the publicity photo before the tournament even started. I'm just like, yes. Because those clever, pictures clever. after you'd won mm. just drenched well, the blood. Just the final buckets. did, like, I, I went through a pane of glass that carved my back open pretty bad. Yeah. And I didn't feel it at the time. Yeah. All the medics run over and they come over and check me. I was like, no, I'm fine. It must be him. Because I thought he must have been hurt. Right. Right. Because like, uh, he went through like arse first through this thing, but yeah. he was fine. It's like, yeah, my back's a fucking mess now, to, to be Good fair. Well, like, yeah, I, I thought he's fine. Like, they checked on him and come out, no, it's definitely you. I was like, well, what do you mean, just me? I'm fine. I mean, no, your back's pretty... I said, well, so I put my hand back there and I felt this like just hole in my back. And then... And it was a hole for a long time, yeah, wasn't it? I felt like my... Do you have stitches and shit? No, I don't because the problem was, like, it was, it wasn't like a cut. It was like a big gouge. Right, right, get your flesh yeah, out yeah, of it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, like a bike accident. It looked like you've been burned. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only if you come I'm, off a bike, it's the only the same point thing I knew it was bad was when I put my hand back there and I just felt my hand go really warm and really wet all of a sudden. And my whole oh, vest dude. just went. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was listening to was like, how bad is it? And they're going, ah, it's, it's pretty, pretty bad. I went, all right, let's get this finished then. Finish the match. They clean me off. He stopped bleeding, so they wanted to stitch me. I was like, well, because I wouldn't, because I'm a full time wrestler. Yeah. If they'd have stitched me, I'd have had to have a few weeks off because obviously my back, I'm always landing on it. So right. Turn it out. Mm. So I just got him to patch it up. Um, we went, I remember me, Clint Margera, yeah. uh, and a guy called Paul uh, who came over just with us as a mate just to film it as well. Yeah. We were flying back the next day. So we went to a, a diner in New York the next day and we had to, we went into a, disabled toilet in the diner where Clint was changing the dressings for me and as we came out there was a big queue so Clint closed the door and as I came out I just came out and just started wiping my mouth <laughs> 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 that, they're all pissed that we made them wait oh fuck them um, we, we got through security so you know you do the the uh, scanner thing and airport yeah. security where you have to put your arms up and shit I refuse yeah. them and they <coughs> search you like crazy it's brilliant I'd have rather that because <laughs> no, I refuse them because I've read some articles that it's all yeah. fucked up on the information they get and all this but yeah they oh, probably, particularly when you look like me they're probably like alright well let's take you to a private room quick <laughs> so I put my hands up to anomaly on my back before the guy touched me I said look uh, I've got a cut on my back there's some dressings there can you be careful he just ignored me he just went bam 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 <laughs> I went mate that really fucking hurts. Is it? So I started kicking off. Then these three guys with machine guns come walking over. I was like, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to kick off. <laughs> Very sorry, gentlemen. I just, I've got... And they went, well, how'd you get the cut? I went, I drunk, fell through a table. 
And then, okay, off you Here's go. My story. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> yeah, just like even just because it was so it was yeah real bad cup. Mm. It's not ages to heal as well. Yeah, well, still wrestling on it constantly. Yeah, it just kept open up and open up. I I did a film this year and I actually did a stunt in it which involved falling backwards and yeah. it gave me a new respect of for wrestling because how far did you have to fall backwards? Two foot, mate. It's, it's, yeah, for him, I'm thinking he takes two steps backwards. Well, and then and then recites a poem. <laughs> he is good at that, though. He is good at that. I'm good at poems. Oh. I've, got, I've got some videos oh. of the highest. So it was this high. Revenge suicide. All right. So that's 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 me on top of a scaffold. This I've is done a scaffold match before. We don't have, then... we don't have uh, crash mats though. <laughs> You oh, put, it's you quite good. That's quite fun. Yeah. Put your hands down. You've broken your arms, mate. That was it. That was the thing. Was it's, it's never snowboarded. That, that was exactly. It's mental. How no matter how comfortable I was, my legs wanted to stand up, yeah. and yep. it's why people who fall out of buildings all break their legs. Yeah, you naturally go to. And my arms wanted to go back. No matter yeah. how much it, it it gave me a new respect for a wrestling specifically because you see him do it all the time going through stuff. But I knew what I had to do. And weirdly, um, a mate of mine. Is the stunt coordinator on on Venom because I'm famous? Oh, as wicked! Um, and, and What's that? Six or he, seven? He's had, a, he's had a few now. He's had a few no, drinks. And, 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 and he gave me the, the the tip that really helped was focus on something. Yeah, because he was like, because because no matter what you've learned, if you have to do this or do that or whatever, if you're falling backwards, your equilibrium's gone. You can't really kick. Whereas if you pick something on the wall there as you fall, yeah, you can can keep that control more. And but still. I struggled hugely. On the actual stunt, it was hanging out of a window and falling for an hour. And we did about 10, 10, 15 takes in the rain. And I literally had to say to the guy, I was like, at this point, it's not going to get better than what we've done. It's it's, it's, it's only going to go downhill. It's like, this is all right, but, you know, you've got what you've got, you know. You know the Alan Rickman Die Hard stunt, how they got it to work? No. no, How? Wow. How? Do you know this? No. They pushed him out of a window. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Alan Rickman's about to do the big fall from the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they tell him that, okay, we're going to let you go on, on three. And they let him go on two. Oh, that's And so man. he's looking at his face, he's falling, he's legitimate. Like, well, that was a cool trick on that video that I just, just showed. Is when Going straight stopped... back to what people were talking about. No, no, it's exactly like, like, You can like, fact check that one if you want. Or, or, or when they started <laughs> the count. So I when think... I look around, they've got the crash mat at a certain height. Yeah. And if you watch the video, they go, three... Two and on two they brought it down, brought it down yeah. and then went one. So where I've looked before they start, I'm ready for it to be high. But again, it's completely so. It's getting a natural reaction. And um, when you did a photo shoot with Ricky Hall, yeah, he was freaking out at the end because um, he had to pretend that he'd fallen back, yeah. and that took about thirty minutes because there was loads of us behind him. But he didn't. He was so worried that no, no one was watching. Trustful, it's didn't really trust tough. any of you. Look, it, it was really a classic. It was a classic. Uh, playground trust well we're at the hour marks yep. so we're going to wrap things up but before we do I'm going to ask you all a question right. that Bloom it's not for you Chris <laughs> I <need to> wait <laughs> when did Pepsi Max come out <laughs> I'm drinking pe- part of a Scroobius is Pepsi Max Stu what's your thought on when Pepsi Max came out Whoever this, gets this it is very unrelated worst, to I'm going to shoot yeah, yeah, completely uh, unrelated cool. to right. 2011 alright no, Susie uh, 92 ok I'm going to go 97. Jim? 2001. I'm going to go, because didn't Spice Girls have... <coughs> That's where I've got right. 97. Mm-hmm. But I reckon, I reckon it was earlier than that, so I reckon... I'm thinking 96, but I'm going to go like 92. John, what's your pick? Oh, I've Googled it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there for a second. Um, no, because me and, and, and Chris were discussing this, and in my mind, I'm, I'm with Stuart. I was like, 2011? It, like, yeah. it doesn't feel like it's been out that long. And Chris had been telling a story... That I was like, no, it wasn't out then. But his story happened in 1993, and that's the year it came out. Fuck no, no, 1993. It blew his mind, mate. He wouldn't talk about anything else. I was going all night about it. I was like, this is amazing. Spice Girls advertising it. Yeah. See, I picked 2001 because that's when it felt like and we were all burping a lot, so... And you're not going to forget that. <laughs> was, it, was it out here in 1993? Yeah, 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 100%. 1993. Yeah, 100%. And it was out here before it was out in America. Or really? I've looked into it since. I've looked into it since, because I was literally like, this is insane. But 1993? 
Know? And then they, they brought out some new versions in America first and in different countries. Oh, wow. You were like some... going to rush home to check those facts, oh, even I'm... though I showed in Wikipedia. He's like, yeah. Oh, no, it. no, that's not completely true because you Googled Most it and the Google said something like 2009 or something in the actual bit yeah. and then you clicked on the wiki and it had the 1993. Yeah. So I had fair reason to have a, a, a seed of doubt because yeah. Google had thrown up some other dates. Also because it came stuff. out of my mouth. And because it was from Chris. <laughs> which, which <is laughs> probably a lie. Um, Bullshit. We'll wrap things up. Just quickly, Jimmy, yep. are you training anyone at the moment who's a young male wrestler? Got uh, it's got a similar look because I want a wrestler an emo wrestler to be called Evan Essence <laughs> yes because right. I think it's a great wrestling name thanks for trying like that oh, just, mate, just try and get someone to be Evan that. Essence I, I just it, I, I thought of it if I, I ever like, do a mask gimmick I'll, I'll call myself wait, I'll Evan manage Essence. you under a mask done. as Evan Essence All right, done. Evan Essence is just the greatest wrestling name <laughs> <laughs> anyway we will call it a, a an episode and we'll continue again in, in the next one and the next one we're going to talk about the top fives of the year of our different episodes and some memories of that and talk shit and be a bit drunk alright see you in a bit sweet in fact right. before I mean I've just ended it but I've just realised that we've not done any of our cognitive tests that we're meant to be Sorry, doing in this this round n- next round so no, all we, we did do, in that one was, was the, 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 the breath, the breath- yeah. I'm forgetting what a breathalyzer is called that means it's going to be good, good results work. for me good work. results for me are going to be cracking in this round alright bye You've been listening to Scrooge Pits, the Splash Jumpies.